Help me welcome back to the show Mike Woods, uh, as I always say, businessman extraordinaire. He is also, though, an educator, and I want to tap into that part of your brain here today. Mike Woods, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Thank you, my friend. Always glad to talk to you. Glad to be here with you, Mike. Mike, let's deal with the educational part aspect of what we're looking at here uh, before we get into uh, our normal bend of conversation. And that is education. As you know, uh, there are many uh, schools, districts, I don't know if all of them are out or not, uh, around the country that have... relaxed uh, school the school year uh, until it's over and so uh, what happens now when we go back to work and the kids are out of school is this thing creating all types of unseen unintended consequences talk to us well there, there's been some a lot of scrambling uh, unfortunately uh, all of this uh, pandemic came about so quickly CL a lot of schools were called off guard uh, and they had to, some of them were in the midst of spring break, so their their faculty and, and students weren't even uh, on the campuses, and and so they had to suddenly uh, figure out ways to to conduct uh, classes and and to finish out the school year through either teleconferences or a lot of schools went to Zoom, uh, but it's it's been a learning curve, and and they're now struggling. Uh, with the fact, do we go past fail? Do we try to continue to do grades uh, as we have in the past? Uh, there's all sorts of security issues as to now all of a sudden there is no proctor when I'm taking this test. So are the kids actually uh, being um, uh, are they are they just looking in their textbook and writing the answers or, or you know? So there's there's been all kind of challenges. But but I will give our our schools credit here in Louisiana. I, I think they have risen to the occasion. Uh, some schools, and I'll uh, I'll brag on one of my alma maters in years, LSU Shreveport, because they have uh, had already uh, had such a large presence in distance learning and, and online, primarily through their MBA program. They didn't have to relearn; they were already there, and, and so they they didn't miss a beat. Uh, the, the problem that we're running into, though, CL, is that some schools, for instance, your engineering schools like Louisiana Tech. Uh, the veterinary medicine school in, in uh, Baton Rouge, some of that just doesn't translate to online. Uh, you know, labs don't translate to online. So it, it's um, it's going to be interesting as we go forth. And, and I know I have some friends, uh, one who was doing a fellowship uh, in uh, in Kentucky, uh, and he's worried because he's not getting enough clinical that he may not get accredited after he's been up there for a year because of, of this pandemic. So wow. it, it's... People are going to have to to, um, to kind of bend the rules a little bit and, and, and be more creative. But, and, and, of course, understand, I mean, your, your children have, have been there. Uh, this is the time of the year that normally families would be visiting college campuses with their, their high school senior trying yeah. to determine where they're going yeah. to school. Absolutely. You know what, Mike? You're absolutely right. I was thinking about that. I uh, have a, a, gre- a great nephew, actually, that I was planning on going down to uh, LSU. He, uh, we were trying. We got him in. We got him there, and 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 you know, just being on the campus with him because that's where he wants to go to school. But uh, that's off right now. 
A lot of our plans have absolutely been changed. As you know, I have not been able to have the memorial service for, for my wife, uh, uh, Jane, Correct. Uh, uh, my, uh, Mike. And, and so this is one of those things where our true colors are going to be able to shine through as a resilient type of people. Now, now, Mike, when we talk about uh, resilience, uh, I know that you uh, are, are a man who um, lives uh, where you want to. But right now, you're not able to go and live in your desired home because of travel restrictions. Or, or, or tell us what that situation is. My producer was telling me the story. That's exactly right. Uh, my wife and, and uh, three of my four children are in Dallas at our home over there. Uh, and as you know, uh, there is a travel restriction from Louisiana into Texas. Uh, I have a 94-year-old mother here in, in uh, Louisiana. I have a business uh, located both here and in Texas. But I'm, I'm currently uh, in Louisiana and have been here since this uh, uh pandemic started because i can't travel back and forth so i'm having to facetime with my grandkids in the morning in the evening and and uh with my wife and and they're all you know they went through easter uh i missed my my birthday celebration with all my kiddos which uh it was kind of tough but uh you know cl one of the things that i think and i know you're a, a man of great faith uh, my faith is pulling me through uh, all of this um our church is still doing online services. I play in the band, as you know, and so we're having uh, in a 2,500-seat auditorium, there are six of us there in the sanctuary, uh, and we're live streaming every Sunday uh, our church service. And, yeah. and, and that, that's been a huge um, – I mean, I, I I look forward to that anyway, but it, it's it's been one of those uh, uh, continual norms in, in this abnormal world we're living in right now. So I, I'm just I'm thankful that I have my faith. I miss my Sunday school class. I miss all my my people at church. Uh, I really miss. Uh, hugging my little old ladies, uh, and I look forward to when we can all come back together and, and, uh, <laughs> and celebrate together. But uh, yeah, there's just a, just a lot of different things. Uh, you know, the, the funeral aspect is something that, uh, in a million years, I mean, to not be able to have that closure uh, at a memorial service for Jane and your family, and, and have friends come and, and console you. I mean, I I, I can't even imagine that. Um, Mike, you're like you said, our faith. If it had not been for the grace of God and the faith that I have in the resurrected Christ, Mike, and because you are a Christian brother of mine, a friend of mine, I can I can say this to you on or off uh, the air. If it had not been for Jesus Christ, um, and I'll tell the world. I would not have been able to make it through this. And Mike, let me tell you something. This last uh, Easter, this 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 just passed this past Sunday. The hardest thing, I, I'm a preacher. I've been, I, I can't tell you how many Easter services, uh, both sunrise and all day long on Easter s- sermons I have preached, Mike, in the 40 years that I have been preaching the gospel. This was a melancholy Easter for me. I couldn't go to church, and my wife yep. was not here. And man, that, I, I, not for God, if not for Jesus Christ, and my faith in the resurrected Christ, Mike, I don't know what. I really don't know what. But this is my fear now, Mike. Let me ask you this. I'm seeing more and more of Andrew Cuomo. uh, And I see that Obama has now endorsed Biden. But somewhere in my political, I don't know, wisdom, I guess, I just don't see Biden 
wearing that mantle. What, do you have any feelings on that? Any thoughts? Well, uh, first of all, you know, Biden in, in the last uh, CNN uh, debate with, when it was just he and Bernie Sanders, you know, he came out uh, and said when he's elected that there will be no oil and gas business, that he will he will get rid of all offshore drilling and all drilling on federal lands, and, and he will make sure that, that our industry just basically goes away. So he's, he's already saying, well, we're going we're gonna to be beholden to the Middle East, uh, once again, and uh, and all you people in the oil and gas business can just uh, go jump in the lake. And, and so, uh, you know, of course, he, he is anti-business, not just oil and gas. Uh, the Democrats have, have uh, laid their uh, their bed where it's – we're not – you need big government to take care of it. You don't need uh, capitalism to take care of you. So it's going to be interesting as we go forward, but that, needless to say, I, I'm not a, a Biden supporter. And it, it was interesting. Uh, I don't know if you heard Cuomo's – uh, interview on Howard Stern on Monday, uh, but it, it's been interesting. He has been praising the president. I mean, he, he said that the president has, has come through for the state of New York, uh, that whenever he needs to talk to Donald Trump, that the president returns his call in less than 10 minutes. He's asking about his brother, Chris. He's asking about his mother. And he said, Trump has never been chatty, but, but being a New Yorker as we both are, uh, he has come through for the Empire State. So it's it's interesting to see uh, the contrast uh, of, of a governor of New York who's not an ally of the president uh, versus uh, Nancy Pelosi, who all she does at every opportunity is to criticize the president and saying he's failed here, he's failed there. When she was in Chinatown uh, right before the pandemic broke out saying we need to have more parades, he's racist, he doesn't like Chinese, he doesn't like anything, and, and now she's saying, well, he didn't, he didn't uh, act responsibly. You know, See, yeah. it's time for leadership, and yeah. and, um, and you see folks – I mean, I'll use our great state of Louisiana as a great example. Uh, our governor uh, and our lieutenant governor and our AG have worked together through all this. Uh, governor Edwards was in Monroe yesterday uh, with Congressman Abraham. Good. Edwards, a Democrat. Good. Abraham, a Republican. Uh, both working together to, to, for the good of the state. And, and so – there are some opportunities out there for us to, to work together and to get along. It's a shame we can't do the same in, in Washington, D.C. I certainly hope that our state can show the rest of the nation how um, to get along with one another. I really like the idea, I even like the visual of two Louisiana boys like uh, John Bell and Ralph, uh, you know, joining together opposite ends of the political spectrum, but doing the best they can for the people of their homeland, uh, Louisiana in this case. Let me ask you this. Uh, Mike, when we see at the pumps, and uh, stay with me through the break if you can, when we see, uh, we've got about three minutes left in this, at the pumps, a dollar forty-nine gas, and I heard someone up in Wyoming, was it Wyoming, bought gasoline for 99 cent uh, the other day. I think there was somebody uh, here that said that. What does that mean to a producer, like yourself. I don't think we really understand what that means and why should we be concerned that that oil and gas level uh, dips like it has? Why should why should we, the consumer at the pump, be concerned about that? Talk to him. Well, the, the one thing you have to realize that dollar fifty 
price at the pump, and I don't know what the, the Colorado state tax is, but in Louisiana, uh, 50 cents of that is state and federal tax. So that means that gasoline's really going for a dollar a gallon. Now, wh- why should that concern you? Because that's going to put the majority of us in the oil and gas business out of business. Uh, and what happens then? You're old enough to remember the 74 uh, Arab oil embargo. Yes, sir. When all of a sudden, one one day we woke up and, and uh, the Middle East said, we're not selling you any more crude oil. And what happened? We had to buy days of, you know, if, if your license plate was an even number, you bought on yeah. Monday and Friday. Yeah. And if it was odd, you bought on these days. And, and a lot of times you drove around looking for gas stations that had gasoline because there yeah. wasn't any available. So that's, you know, the oil and gas industry here in the United States has come back tremendously. Uh, We've gone from producing about 6 million barrels a day U.S. domestically to 13 million barrels a day. Uh, But that's getting ready to come to a screeching halt. I've already been notified by my producers in West Texas, I mean by purchasers in West Texas and in, in Louisiana, at the end of this month, they're not buying any more crude. There's no place for it to go. Wow. We've gone from 100 million barrels a day consumption worldwide to 70 and so you've got a 30 million surplus and you know there's only so many storage facilities that you can put that in and when those are full and what's happening the refiners there's no demand they're saying we don't want any more crude oil wow so you're getting you're getting ready to see a, a train wreck in my business Mike Woods, stay with me. I want to talk further about uh, the effects of that train wreck on the rest of the country when we return with the C.L. Bryant Show, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, over our flagship station, Red State Talk Radio. And, hey, folks, uh, we build the bridge every day right here. And I, if you're like me, you can't wait to start traveling again, folks. I mean, I can't wait to get back out there. And, and hey, yeah, press the flesh, although I I do know that we have now entered into a twilight zone for people like me. It's just a total twilight zone. You can't talk. You can't touch. You can't visit with people. I'll be back with Mike Woods after these words. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came changed my life you thought I was worth keeping so you cleaned me up inside you thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. My special guest has been a um, scholar, businessman, and friend of mine, Mike 
Woods, um, oil and gas man extraordinaire. And I want to see that remain that way in America. There are certain things that we give up. There are certain things that we lose when we lose the strength of production of oil and gas independently as a nation. Mike Woods, uh, tell us uh, from your point of view, uh, your your vantage point, where do you see this begin to level out as far as oil and gas is concerned? And does this mean that everything in Grand Cane and DeSoto Parish and even up in Benton, uh, family has a little little bit of uh, interest up there in Benton, uh, is, uh, it, does all that just shut down? What, what happens? Well, I just looked at the Baker Hughes rig count uh, for this week, and it dropped from 664 to 602 in one week. Uh, Last year at this time, the rig count was 1,022. So we're 420 rigs less this year at this time than last year. Well, what's the impact of there? Well, on average, a rig provides work for about 100 workers between the actual physical labor on the rig and the engineers and the geologists and the mud engineers and the pipe people. And, uh, you know, there's around 100 jobs per rig. So if you've already lost uh, 400 rigs, well, that's 40,000 jobs that have already been lost right now in the oil patch. So things are hurting uh, in Louisiana. Things are hurting in the Permian Basin in Texas. Things are hurting in Oklahoma and in Pennsylvania and in North Dakota and South Dakota and Alaska and, and, and other places and offshore. Uh, and, and those are high-paying jobs, CL, as you know. Uh, you don't need a lot of education for a lot of those jobs, but, but they are, are jobs that pay eighty, ninety, a dollars $100,000 a year. And so there are a lot of folks that are all of a sudden waking up. We were supposed to move a rig last weekend in the Permian Basin, had a contract signed with a, with a drilling contractor, and two days before he was going to move the rig, he called and said, I'm filing bankruptcy, I'm gone. Wow. Uh, and so uh, we have scrambled and we've come up with, it with another uh, drilling company who's willing to do it because he said, I, of my eight rigs, this is the only rig I have running, but I want to keep a crew going, so I'm willing to drill it for a, a, a lower price just to keep my rig going. But you're going to wake up. I mean, at the end of, of this month, all of my production will not be sold anymore. So my income is getting ready to go to zero, uh, wow. and we're trying to figure out. I've got some water floods that are ongoing that you cannot shut that production down. So we're looking at, at renting frack tanks. Uh, we, we need to keep producing the wells. We've got to go somewhere with a crude, but there's no purchaser that will take it, and there's no storage facility that will take it. So there's a lot of scrambling going on. There's going to be a lot of bankruptcies in my industry. Uh, the good news, oh. I've been doing this for 40 years, uh, and I'm always the eternal optimist. I think it's going to come back, but yeah. I, I'm sitting on enough cash where I can rock along for a while. Yeah. And I will say, I, CL, and, and again, it's it's been amazing to watch our president uh, and what he has accomplished through uh, Secretary Treasurer Mnuchin. This SBA 7A small business, this PPP loan, is incredible. I, I contacted my bank uh, the first weekend that I heard about it. Uh, they were working on Sunday. The, you know, the community banks are doing a bang-up job on this because you still have that personal relationship. Yes, they are. The yes, they are. Yes, they and, are. And uh, I think you're going to see, a, a, after all this is over with, a lot of folks are realizing that these large uh, 
national banks aren't worth a flip because all they're doing is pushing credit cards. They they don't have the banking relationships, and and your your smaller community banks are the ones that are jumping through hoops. I mean, I know the bank I use. I worked. We came in here on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, got all the paperwork filled out, sent it in on Monday. Uh, my SBA loan was approved, and I'm going to sign the the, um, the paperwork today. That's great. Our church and our church school, same thing. Working with a small community bank, I'm, I'm signing the paperwork as head of the uh, church advisory council for both of those today. So it, it, you're going to see a, a change. There are a lot of things that are coming about, and we're realizing that, that relationships are important. Uh, and, and I think as we go forward, you're going to see a shift from large banks back to your community banks, which, you know, that's that's where it should be anyway. I think that's a very good thing, actually, uh, uh, Mike. I think it's a very good thing. Um, banks like uh, Commercial National Bank that used to be there in Shreveport and First National Bank that used to be in Shreveport uh, always uh, seem to pale into Louisiana Bank and Trust as far as personal um, um, you and I, you, you and I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> a lot of people would, exactly. yeah. Uh, but you know, back in the day, way back in the day, it always seemed to pale. Let me ask you this then: uh, uh, when we talk about the R word, Mike, and I'm not talking about the Republican word, as you and I both are. I'm talking about the recession word. Uh, that's one that sends an icy uh, uh, finger uh, up uh, the spine of any, any American who's trying to make some money. Do you see us going into that with the, all the printing and the spending that we're doing of money? Isn't a recession inevitable? How do we prepare? Well, the, the, the market is telling us we're not going to have a recession. And it's been interesting when, when all of this very first started, of course, we went from a high of 29,000 down to 18,000 on the Dow. Uh, and, and everybody thought the world was coming to an end. Uh, and again, I give the president uh, and Secretary Mnuchin credit. And Congress actually got in high gear uh, and, and, and threw $2 trillion into the economy. And, and I think that is what has, uh, has rallied the market back. I, I know initially uh, I was looking at my portfolio of, of my IRA and, and stocks and and i mean it was it was down almost a third and i'm thinking oh my gosh well what's going to happen you know you and i are fortunate enough not having to live through the depression and, and the 30s that our parents did uh but it the, the, my portfolio now is is pretty much come back i'm still down a little bit but not near what i was um a few weeks ago so i you know I, no question but because of, of unemployment uh, that, that we are going to, to go into a slight recession, but I'm optimistic. Uh, I understand uh, there was a, a press release that came across the wire about 20 minutes ago that the president's going to announce something in the next couple of days as to, to uh, getting the economy back going again. Uh, and, you know, of course, everybody's hollering, well, he can't do that. It's a state rights issue. I, you know, I, I don't care who does it. I, I think the president's going to come up with some guidelines. And, and then state by state, they can come up with whether it's time to get back. Busy. You know, Arkansas has never shut down. Right. Uh, the governor of Arkansas has not uh, uh, had the demand that everybody, you know, stay in place. And I'm sure, I don't know how it is in Colorado, but I'm, I'm sure there, there are places in Colorado that, uh, that there's no... Um, uh, 
Well, we're we're up here, up here, up here, Mike. Uh, it just last week, finally, the governor uh, up here decided that that he'd follow suit with some of the others. But up until then, we were pretty much, uh, you know, this is the West, uh, the beginning of the West, and well, at least they say Fort Worth is the beginning of the West. But Colorado's the West, and so we're we're pretty independent. The people up here are pretty independent up here, and so uh, I uh, I don't know how it's really going to play if this if this lasts a long time. Very bullheaded folks up this way, Mike. Mike, uh, you are uh, always great, 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 great to have on the show, and I certainly do appreciate your friendship. I am praying that um, we can get back to business and doing business the way we know to do business in this country here real soon. I'm glad for your optimism. I'm optimistic. I can't help but be anything but optimistic. And of course, our faith looks up to um, the one who has uh, secured our trust in his salvation for us. And that's Jesus Christ. And thank you so much for being with me here today, man. God bless you. And God keep you is my prayer. Got to have you on. We're going to have you on regularly anyway. Uh, don't know what the next couple of weeks is going to look like, Mike, but uh, we'll have you back on to talk about it. You can bet on that. And thank you so much again for being on. God bless.